Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Get in the Cashflow Game podcast with K&K. Today, you just get us two. There's no no guests. We talk about some, some serious things. What are we going to talk about today, Kenny? I just want to have some awkwardly science. This I is, can see. That oh. was a... Okay. Guys, it, guys, this is like... What, she hasn't been up to bat in a while. Oh, my god. We'll gosh. give her the... She did the intro, but... Kind of weak. At least I can speak English. That is true. Awkwardly silence? No. Awkward silence. Yeah. I expected more from the intro, but we will live with that. Monty is is trying not to snort or snout or whatever she does when she laughs. What do you call it? Snort? Snout? Can you speak English? Yeah. What do you call it? Snort. Is it snort? Yeah. Snorting? snorting. Oh, snorting. Snouting. (laughs) Anyways, guys. His own language. All right, guys. Well, we are back. Um, We are here. We are filming this. It's summertime. So if you're in San Diego, you are loving it. If you are in somewhere else that's hot, you're probably coming here. So anyways, um, Crystal and I want to jump on. We're going to do a couple of podcasts here. This one is strictly going to be just kind of our take on what's going on with the one to four market. Um, and Crystal's going to talk about here in a minute what's going on with the commercial market. Um, obviously guys, uh, we are shooting this and I just want to jump in and have a quick little moment of time here. So we are shooting this and I just want to pull up my phone on June 30th. So why that is a big important thing is tomorrow is a big day. Crystal, do you know why tomorrow is a big day? Let's see. I've been teaching Crystal a lot about stuff. Let's see if she knows what happens tomorrow. It's July 1st. Okay. What is, what is today? The last day of what? What? Mom, Today's the last anybody. day of June. Q what? Q2. Cool. So the first quarter of this year, was it GDP negative or positive? Negative. Good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, cool. negative. So we're negative 1.6. And until yesterday, the government, guys, what do you know? They screwed up with the number. We're actually, we're negative, sorry, 1.5. Now we're negative 1.6. So worse. So tomorrow is a monumental day. And this is why. Um, it is, we will know our GDP numbers. Most people think they're going to be negative. So, Crystal, what is the definition of a recession if you look it up in Wikipedia? Two quarters of negative growth. Yes! Boom! Bam! She is I'm listening learning. to me. All these podcasts are teaching me things. I mean, when I say cook dinner, she goes, go to hell. When I say, how it's a recession, she goes, I got it. So, hey, we're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere. So, guys, what I want to do is go through a couple things here. Number one. The uh, stock market in 10-year treasury, remember, they, uh, as Monty, when do they look? They look. Outward. Remember, stock Did market. Did you know today's podcast treasury? was a trivia show? No. <laughs> we're trying teaching. So we're going through, guys. The, the, the stock market, the 10-year treasury I'm looking right now, wow. it looks outward. And Crystal said, wow. And why I'm going to tell you, wow, is, let me see here. I can go to a month. Crystal, so in the last month, what was the peak about the 10-year treasury? Over 3.4. Cool. As of today, I'm talking right now. Where do we go? Just under three. Cool. So basically, we hit a threshold under three. So that means my guess is it's going to run lower. The reason why my guess is the 10-year treasury is dropping is because tomorrow we're going to have probably what? Negative growth. And if we have negative growth, that technically means we are in a? Recession. Cool. So that means that everybody that's been watching the White House and all your local televisions are like, are we in a recession? We might be in a recession. We're not sure what happens in a recession. You do this in a recession. We might officially be able to say we are in a recession. If that happens... You are going to start turning on the television, my guess, social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, ShikShock, whatever the hell it is, um, your, local net, your local news. The White House that's been saying they don't think they're having a recession, if we are, they're going to have to go, okay, 
we technically are in a recession. They're going to start making a bunch of nonsense and BS. But guys, if we hit a recession tomorrow, the psyche of the person is going to change, right? Because it's already been changed. No, but they're going to get it beat into their brain that we are technically in one. Because everybody doesn't know if we are one. You're watching the 10-year treasury, in my opinion, go down because they are predicting this is coming. So we're seeing a sell-off, which is good for rates. So without all being said, I wanted to jump into about the market. A lot of the market, obviously we know the market has slowed down because of interest rates, right? Mm -hmm. They've spiked up. The other reason why is we're starting to see a shift in buyer demand. But more importantly, I think we are starting to see a shift in the mindset of the consumer, the purchase person that's going to go buy a car, go on a trip, go out to dinner, um, you know, buy that, buy this. Like Crystal, when I talk about, she always says, I want that, but do I really need that, right? And that's what, when that starts happening, people go, I'll just wait. I don't need it, I'll put it off. The last couple of years, everybody bought the new car, the new purse, the new wallet, the new jeans, the new TV, all this, the new couch. They don't need another couch, they don't need another TV. So I think we're gonna, this winter is gonna be a winner. A, a real winter with things. And so Crystal, based on what I just talked about, we're going to hit a recession, rates are up. I feel like your industry, when the last rate hike kind of pivoted, that's when I feel like things in your, based on me listening to you and what you talk about and the gurus in your space, besides us, because we're gurus, um, I felt like there was a psychological shift. There was a shift. What do you think? Yeah, uh, the week that, two weeks ago when the Fed raised rates three quarters of a point, that week was mayhem for, for me. I mean, just kind of saying the last few weeks, we've kind of, I mean, the last few years, we've kind of been coasting. I mean, things have been really easy. We had lenders that didn't even change their rates for like a year. Um, yeah. So <laughs> now they're, now, True. now Guys, lenders, that crazy? Like now lenders aren't even sending rate sheets because they're changing so much. So they're like, just call us, you know? Um, so yes, the psyche has definitely changed. Um, a lot of our bankers, like the executives are having meetings and they're saying, you know what guys, just go enjoy your summer. We'll see how things pan out like later. Like we'll see how things are, are at the end of summer. Just go enjoy, you know? So this is the kind of talk that we're having. So, um, and outside of that, like with purchases, what I'm seeing is everyone going back for price reductions. So everybody's like, the deal doesn't make sense anymore. And there's a lot of shock about, um, you know, reduced loan proceeds that we're getting, uh, interest rates. People are like, you know, if they haven't talked to me for a month and I tell them where rates are at, they're like, whoa, wow, that's a big change. You know, so there's a, a lot of difference in, and people are getting just overly more conservative because we don't know what's going to happen, right? So we don't know what's going to happen with values. We don't know, you know, so we're not being as aggressive as we once were. And even like forecasting, if I'm going to buy a property for renovation and you're forecasting rents, they're probably going to get hit a little because we're like, well, you know, that was during a boom, like that was when everything was so scarce and it looks like we're shifting into another new period. Like this is more of a buyer's market, not a seller's market now. Now sellers can't just get 10, 10 offers over list. Like that's just not gonna happen anymore. Sellers are more talking about getting 10% price reductions than getting 10 offers. So, so I think, so basically I think to kind of sum up what you're saying, Crystal, is what we're seeing just to kind of guys, I think to put it in one sentence is that sellers, are starting to swallow 
and starting to get a realization that the market shifted. So some of them don't want to accept it, right? So, like we go through this pain, right? I don't want to accept it. I'm going to fight it. My property, no, no, no. I would still get it. It's great. It's like the landscaping, this. But Crystal's saying is, no, no, no. Because interest rates are up. I literally have banks telling me, you know, Crystal, we're just not going to lend right now. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. What about the right client? No, you didn't hear. Not going to lend. My CEO is like, go take the summer off. I'm hearing syndicators that we've interviewed on here that are big saying, yeah, I think we're just going to probably just going to that have plenty of money. You know, I'm just going to go travel for the summer and see how the market is in a couple of, because they, you know why they're saying that crystal, the same thing. Cause their lenders are like, yeah, we're just not well, sure. And, and the difficult thing is though, too, is that we listen to all sides of the spectrum. I mean, you send, send me all these podcasts with this person and that person, the other person, and I listen to them. And so, you know, some crystal people, is listening to a lot more. Yes. But some people are like, you know, I think it's going to be relatively like, quick. Like, I think this thing is just going to happen quick. It's going to go fast. I think once, you know, we might have one more rate hike and then things are going to have to, they're going to have to start QE. That's one side. And then the other side is like, I think this thing's going to be long and drawn out. It's going to be like, you know, could be three years before we see anything, you know, and just because of all these factors I see. So everybody has valid points on their beliefs, but nobody knows how it's going to shake out. So what do banks do in times of uncertainty? Take a back seat. So didn't COVID. Just sit back and, and COVID, see right? what happens. Yeah. So this stuff is all going to normalize. The lenders will be lending again. But, you know, right now, everybody's just kind of in this wait and see pattern. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. We need to see a little bit more data come out before we start jumping to any conclusions. And so you're just not going to get the aggressiveness that you want. Um, so it's that's just kind of where everybody's at and even buyers too. So um, the thing is for me is, you know, what I've heard and I agree with is if you want to sell your property today, then you better sell it now because six months from now, you'll probably be taking a lower price. I agree with that statement. But the other thought is, why are you really selling? You know, well, what is your motivation for selling? Because the thing is, is you're not losing money until you sell your property, like losing technically. If you can hold on to your property and you want to hang on to your property and your only reason to sell is maybe trade up, go do something else. You know, like you didn't really have like a solid reason you have to sell. Maybe you just do what everybody else is doing. Well, let's just see. Let's just like wait and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, look, there's always transactions. People are going to buy and sell. For sure. Like we always say, people are like, who would sell? Who would buy now? You go, guys, there are people. Lots of people for lots of reasons. Exactly. Like, you know, there's people. Getting divorced. You know, Grant Cardone dying. always said it best. You love him or hate him. And somebody else actually said this too that uh, was a very good real estate investor. They said, when a new investor enters a new market, like somebody comes outside from San Diego, they don't know about the past. They don't know what's going on. They just say, you know what? I'm excited. I want to buy. Let's go. And that's that. So there's people entering. There's people leaving. There's people passing away. There's people splitting up. That's why there's, there's people that might want to get out of an old building and buy a new building. And they're okay. They might have been like, why are they selling? Like, well, they have tax situations. Well, they bought Maybe it they 20 years to, ago. Yeah, they're like, yeah. this is nothing. So, yeah. um, but on the other side, look. It's not all doom and gloom for crystals because, you know, this is a time where people, you know, look, you might, you might do refi cash out, start stacking the cash, get ready. That's what people are doing, um, number one. And look, some people are like, why didn't they refi years ago? Well, somebody might have had just got out of a prepay. They're like, I didn't want to pay a 2% prepay. I'm going to do it now. And maybe crystals also like, well, we can structure a loan different, lower prepay, this and that. Um, the other thing is rents are going up. 
unfortunately, because housing is so expensive, rates are so exp- like housing is already expensive. Affordability is expensive. Now uh, rates are high. People are. We didn't really build the the apartments we built here. Quite frankly, honestly, the the fact that housing sales are down and price there's more price cuts and rates are up, so people who thought they could afford X amount for a house now can afford less. It's actually bringing more renters to us because they're no longer buyers. So that's actually I think further, um, you know, making our like rent issue. Yeah, I think uh, I think the average payment on a more scarce. Yeah, and I'm just you know, shooting from the hip, we can look this up, but the average, you know, payment on probably a house, if the average house is 350 across the U.S. from the rate going this and that, I, it, I think it went out like they $500. So you're like, oh, that's not a big deal. I'm like, yeah, that is a huge deal because their electricity bill went up, their gas, car gas bill went Groceries. up. Groceries. Grocery went up. I mean, Everything. I just went the other day, the average car payment is $700 these days. Remember, the average income of a person is isn't a hundred grand across the u.s it's what's 50 60 so it, these little bills 500 here 800 here this they don't have any money so um and the, like they said like the thing is is that wages haven't caught up to all the inflation yeah. so that like people aren't getting raises but they're paying a lot more for all the things that they do just on a daily basis just things yeah. that you need to survive yeah. food gas to get to work like all those things have gotten exponentially more expensive yeah, and so the Fed keeps using a term. Uh, it's called destruction damage or damage destruction. Basically, they're just trying to kill this inflation. And he literally has said it point blank. He's willing to hurt the housing and hurt the stock, which we've well, already said. They said seen. it's unconditional. Yeah. Uh, you know, a, they're going to do whatever it takes, basically, to cut inflation. Yeah. So, um, so that's on the commercial side. You guys are just seeing people are starting to accept reality. People are getting price cuts. We're hearing in other states. I heard a hundred million dollar deal got a ten million dollar price cut. Like things. Ten like percent seems to be the magic yeah, number yeah. for price cuts right now. Yeah, it seems which is pretty big. I mean, honestly, yeah. like when you think about it, previously, if you were to make an offer on a property that was ten percent below list, that would be offensive almost. You know, I yeah. mean, you wouldn't do that. So now you're going back to sellers for a ten percent haircut on a purchase that you maybe locked up in the last three weeks you know, uh, or more. So that's, it's pretty big. You guys really aren't, I don't know if you have the data. Are you guys seeing more inventory or not necessarily? No. Okay. No. Cause the other thing is like, think about it. These are investments too for people. So why are you going to sell when you know that you're going to be chasing the price down? So some sellers like that just, they thought they wanted to sell because they're just like tired of being a landlord or, you know, they've owned the property for a long time or they want a newer building. Like those are maybe not strong enough motivations to sell right now. You just say, you know what, I'll just like hold on for a few more years and see how things go. Um, the only people who are really like, if you have to sell, then you're selling. I mean, I know people who are in situations which are kind of sucky. Like they sold their property. Now they're in a 1031 exchange and everything they're looking at has like significantly less cash flow than what they were getting on the property they just sold. So, you know, these are the kinds of stories that are starting to come up and people are thinking about and they're like looking at the market going, oh, I'll just wait, you know, unless I absolutely have to. So So, I think everybody's taking a pause in general. So in a couple, just a minute or two, um, so... If you've got your property, you're probably not going to sell. A couple things you could do is um, go get HELOCs on properties, um, start saving cash, go meet with your property manager, see where you can cut expenses, see where you can improve, add laundry in the unit, 
you know, add the ADU, maybe take your capital and convert garages at ADUs. Um, you know, what can you do to raise rents your property, clean up your property, just go through all your stuff. Like if you have the time and you're used to buying or this, go, go back to your investments you have now and see if maximize. you can maximize them. So if you are going to sell like close to six months, year, two year or whatever, you, you're just, you, you know, what's going on. Um, this is a good time to try to cut costs or do anything. I mean, you just want to increase your NOI um, to any extent. And, you know, the market's been so hot and it's been so great that people have been mo mostly focused on growing their portfolios. Now's a really good time to like nurture what you have already and maximize that because I see this all day long, like doing loans for a living. I, I look at apartment buildings that people just like, I had a client that we refinanced almost seven years ago and he raised his rents $25 across the board. And I'm like, you don't even qualify for the loan you have now based on this income. Your expenses have gone up more than you've even increased rents. So things like this, where it's like, I promise you, for most of you, there's somewhere that you can maximize your property. There's somewhere where you can increase income or decrease expenses to increase your NOI. And that is what you want to be focusing on right now. Like do all those things that you were, have been meaning to do, but didn't get to. And the last thing I will say is this, um, in regards to you, two things. Number one is if you don't want to rent raise to the max, that's fine. But if you don't rent raise, you, like Chris said, you're going to find yourself far behind. You're going to think, oh, I'll just, you know, when your refi's up and you think you're just going to qualify, you better, you're, you're, you can't just go rent raise $500 to catch up. So keeping some consistency of rent raises across the board is smart. But the other thing too, Crystal, now, I mean, we're focusing on, on you know, hearing other people is the rent control stuff's coming to an end. People have to start paying. This is another time where you got problem tenants, you tenants to get out where you're like, you know, you might have to put some capital up, get cash for keys, get them out, redo the unit, get the rent raised up. So maybe this is the time, you know, yeah, enjoy your time. You have time off, whatever, but focus on, like Crystal said, maximizing your NOI. That would be cutting costs, getting rid of deadbeat tenants. People aren't paying, maximize your rent, stuff like that. Well, just like you do in your personal life. Like for example, um, this week was a little bit quieter week. So what did I do? July 4th, yeah. Yeah, so what did I do? I didn't just like take the week off, which would be nice and a lot of people do. And I'm not saying there's a problem with that. But for me, I'm like, well, now's the time to look at our budget. What have we been spending? What are the stupid subscriptions that I have probably kept for God knows how long? Um, like, where can I cut cost? What can I do to be more efficient? Like, I'm looking at this in my personal life and our property. So you do this in your personal life and your business. And I know it's- Go not to your bank statements, go to your credit yeah. card, the whole thing. It takes time, but you feel so much better after- and then I know you, where you we stand. Forward, yeah. I know what we need to cut. I know where we need to be. So these are the kinds of things that you guys can be doing to, in, to improve your life and just have some comfort in your situation, like wherever you're at. So um, that's what I highly recommend doing. And this is where you're like, do I need that? No, I don't need that. And then now it's like comb through your expenses and like, do I need this? On every, yes on or your no. property. Everything. Yeah, is this thing working time. for me? Fine. Cut it out. Like this is what you want to be doing across the board right now. And just, it's like a cleansing. We all need like a cleanse. Like this is, this is the time to do it. And while you're at it, if you want to do an enema, that's fine too. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to try to be three minutes, give you my market update so we can wrap this one up. Um, one to four units. We are getting more inventory. Buyer demands down. Interest rates are doubled. They're actually, as we talk now though, we did hit kind of a peak interest rate. So I would say from... If that was a month ago, three weeks ago, 3.5, we've probably drawn back in interest rates, probably coming about a half a point, which you. is crazy. Um, if you are doing a residential loan, 
hate to be real blunt and honest, but for those retail direct lenders, I feel bad for you. But for me, I switched to broker. The pricing is, boy, it is a massive difference. I'm talking a point or more. So make sure you're shopping around. Um, call me if you have a deal on the table. I'll let you know in minutes if it's good. You could, well, the reason why I'm saying this, if you're buying investment property, buying an owner rock or refinancing, a point difference in a you know $800,000 mortgage is a shit ton of money uh, by not shopping. But overall, uh, this is becoming a buyer's market. We all know it. Sellers that didn't sell, they're starting to swallow the blue pill, red pill, what do you call it? And I'm hearing the conversation with realtors going, hey, how's it going? You know what? They realize, yeah, we should have sold when you told me to three months ago. So we kind of missed that boat. And what they're really, guys, I'm residential, um, as we're all learning, if we haven't been through inflation and this, um, interest rates do change things quickly. Um, if interest rates go back to, you know, uh, three or 4%, you would definitely see a different market. We're not seeing, we are not seeing enough, uh, you know, housing being built. We are not seeing enough uh, growth and listings coming to the market. So we're still, inventory is still low. Um, my thing is, I know rates are high. I know um, looming recessions coming, maybe slow down. But I think somewhere between now and somewhere between, like Crystal said, when they're going to turn on the QE machine, that is probably the time to really start looking to buy a house, one to four. I can tell you two to four units. We're seeing price cuts. We're seeing price reductions. I negotiated down on a two-unit purchase with the help of um, the agent stuff, but I just said, hey, they don't qualify. What do you want me to do? I said, do you want to put back to the market? They are, this has been the third time in the market. They got $85,000 off the purchase price. It's pretty good. And um, the rates had dipped, so you got a pretty good deal. And so you, you just don't know where you stand. So to wrap up, I think between now and whenever the QE is a good time to buy, yes, your interest rate is going to be high, but you can go to that buyer, you can go to the seller. You're not, you're not competing with overpaying. You're not competing with quick closings. You're not competing with all these crazy terms. You can say, oh, here's the price. I want um, lender, I want a seller credit. And uh, I want, you know, X, Y, Z. I want to close in 30 days. The seller is really, for most of the part, not in control. The buyer's in control. You're going to see price reductions. You're going to see closing costs being covered. And one thing that we are suggesting, because rates are high, we're having clients go in and saying, we want a credit for two-point buy-down on the rate, and you're going to pay for it to the seller. And people wow. are taking it. Because they're like, you know, sometimes it's qualifying that. So to wrap up, I think um, when rates go back down, if inventory doesn't go up, I think the mountain of demand and people sitting on the sideline is going to crumb crumbling down and the competition is going to be there. And if rates do dip, like Crystal said, QE comes and depending on how fast they have to get things back, we've seen them drop rates quickly, right? We've all witnessed that. I'm not saying send money to people. We're saying they just come in and just kill the rates and drop them quickly. Um, you could see a lot of pent up demand, a lot of buyers coming in. And the prices that we see level off or these things, could competition could get right back to it. Prices could go up. And those, you know, options you had to be more in the buyer's market could turn to seller's market quickly. So I, I kind of see that coming. I don't know if that's something you would see or have the same thoughts if rates come back down and we do not see supply pick up. Should I give my three-minute spiel about rates? Because I thought we weren't talking about no, rates. We're, I was talking about um, Okay. I heard a lot of rate talk in there. So, But I agree that uh, if rates drop, 
uh, demand's going to go quickly. I mean, everybody's sort of like waiting on the sidelines with their cash to be like, okay, where are the bargains at? Like, I mean, the second that people cash. sense that, they're just going to come running back There's to the market. There's a lot of cash waiting. And also look at all those all the flippers too. Like their their prospects have dried up right now. But they have a lot so of cash. They're in a good position. The second that they're ready, that that the market is turning, they are going to be out there like vultures. Exactly. So you're going to be competing with the same exact thing that everybody talks about, that everybody hates. You're going to be competing with flippers and everything again. So it's cyclical. We we dealt with this whole thing in 2009 and 10 and all of that, and we'll go through it again. So, so guys, thanks for uh, watching. 